Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. In the body of Christ, and many things continue to happen in the body of Christ, all kinds of things take place. And, and some people sometimes you know, just get taken in by a lot of different things that happen. I thank God for how the Spirit of God moves. And, and, and when He moves in certain ways at certain times, sometimes people think He's going to move that way all the time, constantly or continuously, and, and, you know, and just continue to have those same things happen over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then we don't even have any teaching of the Word of God. And in some of the meetings going on right now throughout the country, that very thing is happening. Where God is just supposedly, you know, people are given place to the Holy Ghost and, and there's no teaching of the Word of God and it's all the move of the Spirit. So we've got to be careful, you know, that we don't allow ourselves to get into that same kind of routine where it's just coming together and only having the move of the Spirit and not anything from the Word of God at all. We don't want that because that's not biblical. That's not the procedure. That's not the way we're supposed to do things as far as God is concerned. What ends up happening is people get off on tangents and then they open up themselves to wrong spirits that can also manifest themselves among them. And we don't want that to happen, do we? No, absolutely not. We want to put the Word of God first place. I want you to turn with me, if you would, please, to Acts 2 in your Bible. Really, this is called the book of the Acts of the Apostles, but really it is the Acts of the Holy Ghost. That was a fine hallelujah, holy, amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Really, these are the Acts of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that true? I mean, these are the Acts of the Holy Ghost. You start with the first chapter... And Jesus said to His disciples that you shall receive power or ability after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Didn't He say that? And then in Acts chapter 2, we see the Holy Ghost coming upon them. Verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Notice where it came from. It came from heaven. It was the sound of a rushing mighty wind. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. So there they were sitting in, the, in this place. All together of one heart and one accord. And they, they heard this sound of a rushing mighty wind. And it sat upon it. They saw cloven tongues like as a fire that appeared to them. And sat upon every single one of them. Well... They were all then filled with the Holy Ghost. They were all that were present in that place. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And then they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So here we see God initiating the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon individuals that were not called to be priests or kings or prophets like those of old. In other words, those that were under the Old Covenant. That doesn't happen. He comes upon every person who is there in that upper room. This is a brand new work of God. A new breed of people. Those who will be filled with the Holy Ghost. 
speaking with other tongues and manifesting the power of God like never before upon the face of the earth. And it was for everyone who believeth. And once again, this is God initiating this work of the Spirit. This is not man's doing whatsoever. As a matter of fact, they had no idea what the move of God would be about. They had no idea what the Holy Ghost would be about. All they knew was they were to wait there until the Spirit of God fell upon them. Now, beloved, I know in our Christian circles today, many do not believe in these manifestations of the Holy Spirit, speaking with other tongues. You know, spiritual gifts and operation in the church today, such as prophecy and and tongues and interpretation of tongues and gifts of healings and miracles and special faith, you know, discerning of spirits, all these manifestations of the Spirit of God. And they don't give place to them. Many would even say that these things were done away with. When the apostles died, in other words, those manifestations ended. But the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches that we, in the day in which we live, are still a part of the same church age that they were a part of when the Spirit was first poured out upon all flesh. And as you read verse 39, it says the promise in chapter 2, the promise is unto you and your children and as many as are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. In other words, this promise of the Spirit of God coming upon people in such a glorious fashion is unto... All that are far off. In other words, anyone and everyone can expect the Spirit of God to come upon them and fall upon them and fill them up just as He did on the day of Pentecost. Now we saw in Acts chapter 10 that the same thing took place in the life of the Gentiles. We saw the Gentiles were gathered together. We saw that the Spirit of God fell upon them. Apart from anything that man would do, man had nothing to do with this outpouring of the Spirit of God other than waiting where God told him to wait. And then other than Cornelius sending for Peter as God told him to send for Peter by an angel. And he sent for Peter and Peter came to his house and began to preach and teach about Jesus. And while he was preaching and teaching, the Spirit of God fell upon them. And as He fell upon them, they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke with other tongues and prophesied. They glorified and magnified God with a brand new language that they had never learned before. But it was a language of the Spirit. It was a language that they could communicate with God with and the devil knows nothing about. A language where they can pray and speak out words that the enemy could not possibly understand. However you want to say it, it builds them up, it edifies them, and it gives them added dimension to their lives that they had never experienced before. And so, beloved, we can see this mighty work of the Holy Ghost is for all believers everywhere, both Jew and Gentile, as far as God is concerned. As far as God is concerned, the same Spirit that was manifest here in the book of Acts is the same Spirit available to all believers today. God has not changed, but man has changed. Man said that once the apostles died, that all these things were done away with. Miracles were done away with. Signs and wonders were done away with. Speaking in tongues has been done away with. And prophesying and all these different things have been done away with. 
And that's what they've been teaching for many, many, many years. But we don't believe that because the Bible says the promise is for all. Even as many as are afar off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. Well, being Pentecostal people, God wants us to take our place and expect the Spirit of God to move in our midst the same way He did in the early church. He wants us to expect Him to manifest Himself just as He did then in the early church. If we don't expect these things to happen, then those things will not happen. But if we create an atmosphere for the Spirit of God to move, then the Spirit of God will indeed move upon the people of God and there will be glorious events that will take place in the midst of the people of God. I want you to turn with me to the book of Acts in chapter 13. And I want you to notice verse 2. There is something that the child of God or that the people of God can do in order to have the Spirit of God manifest Himself among them. And that's why we are having and conducting these Sunday night Holy Ghost meetings and services so that the Spirit of God can have an opportunity to manifest Himself among us as He sees fit and as He wills. In Acts chapter 13, beginning at verse 2, And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, I want you to notice the word ministered to the Lord. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. In other words, they took special time to wait upon the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean they fasted for 21 days. It doesn't mean they fasted for a week. It could be that they fasted one meal or they fasted two meals. They got themselves together. Maybe rather than having, having the evening meal... They said, let's all just wait upon the Lord rather than eat. Let's take this time just to get together and to look to God. Get together and, and, and hold ourselves up before the Lord, extend ourselves out unto the Lord, and minister unto the Lord. And that's exactly what they began to do. And as they began to minister unto the Lord, notice the Holy Ghost said. The Holy Ghost said. In other words, the Holy Ghost began to speak. Well, how did He speak? He spake or spoke through individuals who were yielded vessels unto God who would also give them, Him, rather their voice and allow Him to overtake them in such a way that He would speak through their lips and communicate with them. Now, the Holy Ghost can speak, we understand, in an audible voice. But there's also that manifestation of the Holy Ghost where He speaks through individuals as they are yielded vessels unto God. This is a, a dimension of the Spirit of God in our lives that God wants us all to develop and to be yielded to so that we can have times when the Spirit of God is in tremendous manifestation and operation through the lives of individuals so as to communicate the plan, the purpose, and the will of God in certain situations. We see it happening here as well as in times past in the Old Testament, those that were in the office of the prophets spoke out things by the Spirit of God that brought forth many deliverances to the lives of the Israelites. But here we see the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. 
And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they went away. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost. They were sent forth by the Holy Ghost. They didn't consider it to be sent forth by man, but they were sent forth by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the third person of the Godhead. And He is at work in the earth today. The Heavenly Father did His part. Jesus came and did His part. But He said, now I'm going back home and I'm going to send to you, who? The Comforter. When He has come, He's going to guide you into all truth. He's going to teach you all things, and etc., etc. He's going to bring things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have spoken unto you. And He is also going to glorify Me. So, in other words, the Spirit of God in the life of the believer is a very important manifestation of God in his life. God wants us to be yielded to the Holy Ghost. And, beloved, just like anything else, we have got to give ourselves to this ministry of the Holy Ghost in order for us to have Him manifest Himself in our lives. There is something that we can do in order to have a greater working of the Spirit of God in all of our lives. And if we're honest with ourselves, we can attest to that. We'll affirm that. We will we'll say that. We'll admit that. Every single one of us can have a greater dimension of the Spirit of God in operation in our lives if we would yield ourselves to Him. And if we would do this habitually. In other words, if we would practice this on a day-by-day basis, then we would grow in this move of the Spirit of God and we would develop and we'd be able to better yield ourselves to Him, allowing Him then to take over our lives and manifest Himself through us. God wants us to empty ourselves of selfishness. He wants to fill us to fill ourselves up with His presence and with His power He wants us to yield to Him our voices. He wants us to yield to Him our bodies, our souls, our very spirit, every part of our being, so that the Holy Ghost can work through our lives in this earth. And beloved, the more the individual does that, the more developed he is going to be in spiritual things and spiritual manifestations. Now turn with me, if you would please, over to to, to 1 Corinthians in chapter 14, or chapter 12 first. The Holy Ghost is all around us right now. As a matter of fact, He's in the very air that we breathe. And if every single one of us right now would just take a moment to be conscious of His presence and of His power and really, really, really know that He is here among us tonight, then we would give place to the working of His power right here through our lives in this service tonight. But if we're not disciplined in our minds, if we're not thinking about spiritual things, you know, spiritual things can go on right around you and you won't even have any knowledge of it or any understanding of what's going on. That's true. You can have a person sitting right there in the pew who is in tune with the Spirit of God, who knows exactly what He is about to do or what is happening in a service, and the person sitting right next to them has no idea that the Spirit of God is moving. Why? It depends on the yieldedness of the individual. It depends on the yieldedness of the individual. We have got to discipline ourselves to be that vessel that God wants to use. 
We have got to yield ourselves and discipline ourselves to tune into spiritual things. You can walk into a service and the Spirit of God could be moving and yet you never have the opportunity to enter in because you're thinking about so many other things that have happened throughout the course of the day or certain things that have to take place after the service is over. And we're so caught up in everyday life events, we go to church and more or less just put in some time and that's all there is to it and never really enter in and become a part of what is happening. Well, God wants us to be more conscious of the fact that when we assemble together, we are providing for Him a place in the Spirit so as to manifest Himself among us. He wants us to be conscious that every single one of us can make a contribution to the working of His power when we assemble together like this. He wants every single one of us to really set aside the thoughts of the day, to set aside the thoughts of tomorrow, and just say, right now, I choose as an act of my will to give myself to the ministry of the Holy Ghost. I choose to be a yielded vessel tonight to enter into what God is doing by His Spirit. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, or spiritual things, or things pertaining to the Spirit, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. God does not want us to be without knowledge or ignorant of the work of the Spirit of God. He wants us, yes, to be yielded. Yes, He wants us to give ourselves to Him. But then also, He wants us to educate ourselves as to how the Spirit of God moves and as to what He actually does in people's lives. How He uses people. How He manifests Himself through people. You see, beloved, this is very important because there are many false spirits out there in the world. There are many false voices and prophets out there in the world. We know that Satan can perform lying wonders and signs. We know that. And so, not everything that we see is going to be the work of the Spirit of God. And beloved, I guarantee you, even among church people, much of what takes place is not necessarily of the Spirit of the living God. We are spiritual beings and we can yield ourselves to wrong spirits. There are those that have been supposedly used in spiritual manifestations who are yielding themselves to familiar spirits. And beloved, I don't know if you can handle this. There are those who are actually used sometimes by the Spirit of God and other times by familiar spirits. They would yield to familiar spirits. And if they don't watch themselves, they're going to just either have to go to one side or to the other. We can't want spiritual things in our lives for wrong reasons and for wrong motives. I guarantee you that if we don't try the voices... And if we don't yield ourselves properly and know the Word of God, we can find ourselves listening to a wrong spirit. And God doesn't want that. He doesn't want us ignorant of how the Spirit of God manifests Himself. And so He goes on to say that there are very different and diverse operations and gifts, but it's the same Spirit of God. In verse 5, there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but the same God which worketh all in all, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. In other words, the Spirit of God will speak out a word of revelation for the future. But notice it's just a word or a fragment of wisdom. It is not the full picture in full detail. 
to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Once again, it's a fragment of knowledge, a word of knowledge. It's not the whole picture, but a fragment of knowledge. But it's the same Spirit who reveals knowledge to people. To another, special faith in the Amplified by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing. And notice it's plural. There's more than one gift of healing. The gifts of healing. See, someone says, well, we don't need all that you know, manifestation of the Spirit of God like they had back then. Yes, we do. We need everything that they had back then. We need to operate in everything they operated in back then. Because it's the same work of God in the church today. God wants us to seek His face and find out exactly how He wants to use us by His Spirit. And as we read on, to another, the working of miracles. There are those that have a ministry called the working of miracles. In other words, God has manifested Himself in their lives by His Spirit in such a way that working miracles by the Spirit becomes almost a natural thing to them. God has anointed people by His Spirit to operate in various manifestations and operations and diversities of the Spirit. And you know what, beloved? Unless we really seek Him with all of our heart, you may be, you know, not yielding to something that God really has for you. I mean, wouldn't you want to know exactly how God wants to use you in your life? We all do, don't we? And if we would yield ourselves to Him, I really believe that He would unveil that to us. You know, your gift may be over in prophecy. Or your gift may be over in tongues and interpretation of tongues. Your gift may be in the area of special faith. God can impart to you special faith by His Spirit. Special faith. In other words, there is a faith that is manifested by the Spirit of God that goes beyond the faith that we all have. Did you know that? Someone says, well, why? I don't, I don't want to get involved with this tongues business, but wait a minute. Let's just set aside the issue of tongues just for a moment. Are you willing to give up special faith just because you don't want to be seen or heard talking with other tongues? Your life may depend on it someday. Your child's life may depend on it someday. See, people think, well, if nothing happened, God didn't do anything, He wouldn't have done anything. Wait a minute. I know my daughter's life was spared through special faith. I know that. When my daughter fell, I know I bent over her, I know I prayed over her, and I know I got to the end of my faith. And there was a moment in time, you can't explain spiritual things, but there was a moment in time as I was praying in tongues, yes, that issue of tongues, and I'm praying in tongues as hard, as fast as I could, when all of a sudden, just as quick as you can snap your finger, there fell upon me the gift of special faith. And it hit me, and when it did, I just blurted out the Word of God. Now, according to the Word of God in Mark eleven twenty four, she is healed. I believe I've received her healing, and she is healed in Jesus' name. And beloved, there was within me a tenacity of faith that went above and beyond any faith that I possessed myself. It was the working of special faith by the Spirit of God, which I firmly believe that if I was not Spirit-filled, I would have no opportunity to tap into. But since I was a Spirit-filled believer, I made myself available to the Spirit of God, and He fell upon me, and beloved, apart from any medical attention whatsoever, she was raised up from a horrible situation. And it was all by the power of God. 
And that faith remained with me and, and sustained me throughout the whole thing for one entire week until she was completely healed. Beloved, special faith is a special work of the Spirit of God that goes beyond the faith of the individual. In other words, you get to the limit of your faith, but yet you still say to God, I am not moving, I am not budging off of what I believe. And then, by His Spirit, He takes hold of what you have given, and He enhances that by what He has. Can you see that? And that's exactly what He did. And beloved, I mean to tell you, you cannot explain these things with words, but I know my daughter is alive and well today walking on this planet Earth because of special faith in operation for her life. And actually, sometimes these things work together. You can have special faith and also healing taking place at the same time. But this is a work of the Spirit, and we want to get to these things as we meet together like this, because we want to talk a little bit about it, and then give opportunity for the Spirit of God to move and manifest Himself in various ways. And it goes on to say, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, that is the ability to look into the spirit world or the spirit realm and actually see spirits. I saw a spirit leave my son, Jason. I saw a spirit leave his head. Now, now I realize that sometimes there's controversy, and there's usually controversy because there's a lack of knowledge or understanding. A Christian cannot be possessed of a devil, but a Christian can be obsessed or oppressed of a devil. Now, that's a truth. But as far as possession is concerned, we're talking about the spirit where the life of God is. And when the child is born again, if we have, you're a born again child of God, you cannot have a demon spirit possessing the spirit of the individual. But the person can be obsessed, that's in soul, or oppressed, that is body. And as he was lying there on his bed, burning up of a fever, God told me by his spirit certain things. He said, now I want you to stand right there. I'm going to show you my love. You have demonstrated love and I'm going to show you my love. And I stood there. I knew exactly what he wanted me to do. And I commanded that fever to leave his head. And the moment I did, the moment I said those words, leave in Jesus' name, I saw a figure leave his head and fly out the window of the house. And immediately his fever was gone. Immediately. So you can't turn the Holy Ghost on and off, but you can place yourself in a position to be used by Him in various ways. And just because that happened one time doesn't mean a person is going to have that happen every single day of his life. But God wants us to know that we can promote this kind of work of God in our lives, collectively and also individually, by constantly ministering unto Him and constantly acknowledging the presence of the Spirit of God in our lives. And the more we pray in tongues and the more we worship in the Spirit and the more we minister unto the Lord, we are going to have more manifestations of the Spirit of God in our lives. As a matter of fact, if you've never heard that said before, make a note of it tonight. If we want the Spirit of God to work more in our lives, then we have got to be the ones to promote His working in our lives by going through the spiritual door. What is the spiritual door? Praying and worshiping 
in the Spirit as much as we can. And the more we pray in the Spirit, and the more we worship in the Spirit, in other words, the more we use and activate the Spirit of God through our spiritual prayer language, the more manifestations of the Spirit we are going to have in our lives. And I'll give you another rule. That rule is this. We are to follow after charity or divine love and desire spiritual manifestations. The motivation of our heart should be the love of God. We love mankind. We love humanity. We love each other. And for that reason and that reason alone, we want to have a greater working of God's almighty power in and through our lives so as to reach out and meet the needs of humanity. That's what God wants from us. The more compassion, these are gifts of compassion. These are gifts of love. The more compassion that we have and the more we pray in the Holy Ghost and give ourselves to the Spirit, the more we're going to have the Spirit of God manifesting Himself in and through our lives. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these work at that one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally as He will. And so here we can see that we have to have some knowledge of how the Spirit of God manifests Himself in believers' lives. Someone says, well, there has to be more manifestations of the Spirit than that. Well, I'll tell you what, beloved, we've got to stick with the nine revealed here first. And let's get high on the nine that are revealed here first, and let's yield ourselves to the Spirit of God, allowing Him to manifest Himself in these ways first, and then go from there. That's what God wants for us. And that's why we want to give Him this time. And so I want to make us consciously aware of the fact that the Spirit of God is right here around us in the very air that we breathe. And the more we acknowledge that, and the more we speak out and ghost and minister unto the Lord, just as they did there in the book of Acts, then the more God's Spirit is going to show up and demonstrate His power and His might the more He is going to touch the lives of people and develop them so that He can use them the way He wants to use them in this earth. And that's why we have got to be serious as a group of believers if we really want these workings of God's power in our midst. We have got to desire these things as we walk in love. We have got to be yielded to these things by the Spirit. Yielded by giving ourselves in faith to His working in our midst. That's what God wants us to do. We've got to minister in the Spirit, pray in the Holy Ghost, and then allow Him to use us as He sees fit. But we've got to be yielded, beloved. We've got to be yielded. We've got to lift up our, our consciousness and begin to see He is in the very air that we breathe. And then, as Jesus said from the very beginning, you've got to drink Him in. Stir him up on the inside. In other words, we have got to do our part to promote these things among us. Now, God wants us to be that kind of a church. A Holy Ghost on fire church. And He wants us to continue pursuing these things of the Spirit. And that's the reason and that's the why of these Sunday night services. And we'll explain some of these things as we go along. But that's enough for tonight. Now, what we want to do is gather around this altar... And we want to give place to the Spirit of God. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. 
But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.